You are listening to The Game Plan on the official Raiders Podcast Network. Here's your host, JT the Brick. Once a Raider, always a Raider. Former Raider wide receiver from the Q's. Loved him at the Q's. Johnny Moran. Johnny, thanks for doing this. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Really good. Thanks for doing this. And I remember... Yeah, I remember your story first from high school, then going to Syracuse and watching Syracuse games. I went to college in upstate New York, and after I left and watched you play, and then you came to the Raiders, I want to start off with your early life and what was it like born in Newark and the area that you grew up in before Parsippany High School because you were one of the greatest high school wide receivers in the country when you came out. Who taught you how to be a young football player? Um, I think, (laughs) good question. I mean, coming from Newark, you know, playing street like playing street football with your cousins and stuff. Because I grew up with a big family, so we was always outside throwing the football, running around playing tag and stuff. So I guess I can, I say my family helped me out with that. And then um, we actually moved from Newark, New Jersey, and moved to our Sydney for better education because mm-hmm. Newark wasn't, you know, wasn't a good school system. And then um, uh, another thing, a, a friend of mine got me into playing pop, uh, peewee football. And then I was just, I, I was just a little natural. I worked, I worked on it. I went to a bunch of training facilities and everything, just improved my skills. Helped me out, a bunch of trainers. Outstanding. You know, I want to stay with one thing you said, getting out of Newark. You know, I'm yeah. from New York and Long Island, and when you have the backdrop in New York City, and you can see New York City in the distance, and someone in your family cared enough to say, hey, we got to get out of here for a better education. I'm sure that was a big moment in your life, a great decision that got you on the success train. Yes. I, um, the truth was I was actually getting in trouble in school. Okay. And then, um, not yeah, I was getting in trouble. And my dad said, I mean, the, the environment wasn't great. So we had to leave pretty much. So I'm glad my dad made that decision to move us out of North New Jersey. Who knows where I've been, you know? Appreciate you sharing that. It's a big, you know, we make a lot of connections with young parents and kids who are listening and those who listen on the Raiders Team podcast. And I was, always like to talk about the early journey. Johnny Moran, who ended up going to Syracuse. So what was the recruiting process going to Syracuse? You know, Donovan McNabb, before that, Jim Brown, Larry Zonka, Ernie Davis, the program of the Cuse. And you know how passionate those fans or when you got there, what was it like the Syracuse years? I mean, it was great. It was the Big East when the Big East, you know. So I, yeah. I knew I was going into a great conference, playing against Miami, so Virginia Tech at the time. Um, and, you know, we had pretty good seasons, you know. Um, the atmosphere, the Carrier Dome, it gets so loud in there. And the fans just love it, you know. And I love coming out in the Carrier Dome, you know. So I appreciate it that well. And and um, and I love and I love Paul Pastoloni and George DeLeon. I thought they were like right. two two good coaches, you know. So that's why I, I chose Syracuse, you know, pretty much. You had Take a great career at Syracuse. You are a hell of a player at Syracuse. So give me the Al Davis story. I ask everybody, once a Raider, always a Raider. You come out, Al Davis, the Raiders love speed receivers. You go in the fifth yeah. round there, and you've made a lot of big plays. Your highlight reel, I remember, was big coming out of college. What was that? First conversation like when you landed with the Silver and Black? Oh, it was great. Um, we had our first practice, right? And Al Davis came out on the field, and he knew everything about me, my stats. I was like, I can't believe this. He knew what games I played. 
how many yards I caught, how many balls I caught. I was like, I can't believe he knows all this. With all these players on the squad, you know, doing football camp and stuff. And and I walked up to him, and then we just had a great conversation. He was telling me everything about me I forgot about. <laughs> That's one of my great stories. He had the, his mind. It was so great, you know. Yeah, a great mind. Yeah, Al Davis, a Syracuse legend on top of it. I'm sure he loved you just for those conversations. Yes. Absolutely. Johnny Moran joins us. So you came in after the era of the Super Bowl, right after the Super Bowl loss, and Tim Brown and Jerry Rice and some of the other receivers that were there before you. What was the culture like when you came to the Raiders in 2004? Because just recently, a year, year and a half before that, they're playing in the AFC Championship game and in the Super Bowl. That was amazing. I was starstruck because I was there with um, Rich Gannon, all those guys that played in the Super Bowl. It was like Rich mm-hmm. Gannon, Tim Brown, um, Jerry Rice. I was like starstruck. And um, and I thought I, I thought it was going to be the same situation. We're going to keep moving on, you know. But um, things end up in going that ended up that way but I mean it was a great experience being around those guys playing around just a bunch of Hall of Famers you know Charles Woods mm-hmm. and all those guys you know it was great feeling great feeling yeah and Charles is in Charles is in the Hall of Fame going yeah. in the Hall of Fame I'm I'm sure you're excited to be a teammate of his Johnny Morant's yeah. our guest Johnny what have you been doing with your life you're still young I know you had a taste of coaching and uh, what's your goals what's the next chapter of your career what's going on oh right now um I have uh, right now just a bunch of things, pretty much, you know. Um, I'm running the gym, pretty much, mm-hmm. um, called Driven, Driven Fitness. And um, just trying to – I have a son that plays at Michigan, so – Oh, wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Tell me about that. You got a son who plays at Michigan. That's incredible. That What an honor that is, huh? Yeah, that's great. I tried to get him to go to Syracuse, but he was like, no. <laughs> but you know how <laughs> – <laughs> he wanted to do his own thing. He wanted to be his own man. So, um, um, yeah, he's a redshirt freshman this year. He plays safety. Um, he played for Bergen Catholic in New Jersey. Well, school. Wow, that that's yeah. tremendous success. So you're going to be the dad once COVID's over. You're going to go watch your son play in the big house and live that yeah. part of your life. What a dream that is, huh? Yeah, which is nice. You know, give me a chance to watch him like be in the stands sometimes. You know, just seeing him play. Mm. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward for that. And then uh, my dream, I'm trying. I'm training athletes, you know, that mm-hmm. want to make it because I want to train kids the way I was trained. But you know, yeah, stuff like that. Those different types of things. That's how I feel when I wake awesome. up. You know. <laughs> a- absolutely. We hope to see you in Vegas. I know you got the legacy brick oh, from Mark yeah. Davis. How cool was that? Oh, that's awesome, man. I'd ask for another one, you know, because my dad he <laughs> want to give it back to me. So. <laughs> you gotta go take it. You gotta go get a picture with your dad and your son at the new stadium out here. Wait till you see the stadium, and you come to the games, Johnny. I'm up against it, but I really appreciate you making time for oh, us, and no, we can't wait to see you out here in Vegas. Yes, I will. I'll get in touch with you since I'm in. Thank you. Appreciate right, thank it. My you. pleasure. Touchdown, Las Vegas. Since starting Allegiance some 20 years ago, we've flown more than 100 million people to be with those they love. We're pilots, flight attendants, and technicians, but we're also parents, spouses, and neighbors. And just like you, we're excited to reconnect with the people and places that matter most. That's why we're going the distance for health and safety, on the ground and in the air. Because the further we go now, the safer it'll be to go farther tomorrow. Allegiant, the official airline of the Las Vegas Raiders. Low fares, nonstop flights, only at Allegiant.com. Chad Slaughter, kind enough to join us. The former offensive lineman for the Silver and Black played 
with the Raiders in their last Super Bowl. Chad, good to talk to you again. Really appreciate you doing this. How are you? Oh, man, nice to have you. Appreciate you having me on, JT. How have you been, man? I remember, you know, everybody loved you on this team. You're always happy, smiling, positive. When you were able to step up and start, you were able to do that. And you always came in and you were a leader on that team. Let's talk about your early years with the Raiders when you came to the Silver and Black and the impact it had on your life. Uh, it was it was, uh, it was kind of a surreal thing, you know. Uh, growing up a Cowboy fan uh, here in Dallas, um, we always talked about the Raiders. It was a different thing, you know, being actually being on the team. So, you know, just coming through the doors of the facility and seeing all the, the Raider mystique and, and all the, the Hall of Famers and all the great players that they had on the team currently at the time, uh, man, I was a little bit overwhelmed, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, just playing with guys like Charles Woodson and, and uh, Rod Woodson and Jerry Rice and, and Tim Brown, man, it was an experience that – uh, no one can ever take away from me, man, I, and I really appreciated my time there. Yeah, you played in a great run for the Raiders, uh, AFC Championship games, the Super Bowl run. I want to start earlier with you in Dallas, Texas. You were a two-way lineman at Kimball. You also were a shot putter and basketball, all districts. So for a big guy, really tall guy with athletic ability, who told you to play multiple sports as a young <laughs> kid so it would help develop you? Uh, you know, that's kind of the thing down here in Dallas. Growing up growing <laughs> up here in Dallas and on the south side of Dallas, uh, we had a lot of good athletes. And, uh, you know, it wasn't uncommon for people to play uh, multiple sports. You know, my dad kept me on the jump rope uh, to help my feet. And, uh, you know, here we picked up basketball pretty quick. So I had been playing basketball, actually, before I started playing football. So when I started playing football, my feet were already, you know, pretty good. And, and you know, just playing on all the other teams, I, every, every, all the kids in the neighborhood did it. So we, we played on every team that we possibly could. And so not really knowing that it would have a benefit in, in another sport. Chad Slaughter is our guest. Did you feel like you could play? professionally or high-end in college at basketball? When did you have to make that decision, or did you make the decision that you had to go football because you were more talented there? Um, I I started off playing football. I came to, football, I came to college on a football scholarship, mm-hmm. and actually I was beating up on guys in the gym uh, <laughs> on the basketball team, and the coach came and asked me to play, and I was kind of taken back, and he told me that the guys on the basketball team would love to have me, and they could use me on the basketball team. And that's how I ended up playing basketball in college. Uh, but I was already established in, in football. But, you know, I didn't think I was established enough to go to the NFL. You know, coming from a small school, you really don't hear that a lot. Uh, you know, that wasn't one of my uh, dreams. I know I worked hard, and, and, you know, I worked hard to try to be one of the best players, you know, in, in my conference. But never did I think in my wildest dreams that I would be going to the NFL. So when I got there, it was a little surreal. So, you know, it was a, I was playing with guys that I had idolized, you know, almost, you know, from, um, well, Jerry Rice and Tim Brown. I had watched them playing with these guys on Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was a little, it was a little surreal, man. I, I can't, I can't lie about that. And, and, but, you know, I appreciate that the whole time. Um, being there, and even with the head coach John Gruden, you know I was, you know we, we he was a highly televised uh, person, a publicized person. So you know seeing these people were 
was 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 kind of you know surreal for me, like I was saying. Chad Slaughter is our guest. Yeah, I want to get into that before we get to the Gruden years and the Super Bowl run. When you got to the Raiders, the mystique of the offensive line, Jim Otto, Art Shell, the great Gene Upshaw, all the players that came before you, did you feel that throughout Davis and the mystique? Because some of the greatest offensive linemen to ever play in NFL history played for the Raiders. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, on top of that, I was wearing one of the greatest players ever uh, to play offensive line's number in, in Art Shell. Yeah. And so – you you know you immediately feel like you have to the to, to, to carry the standard around there. Um, they it's definitely a, a place where you you definitely feel like you're part of a family and you have a responsibility not only to the organization but to you know the outside communities to uphold what the the Raiders stand for. And just walking through the walls of of, of that facility, uh, I'll never forget how it felt. It was a absolute, complete honor to to play there. A lot different from any other team that I played for. Nicely said. Once a Raider, always a Raider. Chad Slaughter is our Absolutely. guest. So let's jump into Rich Gannon and Gruden. What can you tell us about the mystique? of the Gannon work ethic and how hard he was on you guys and the guys that you knew. I, you know, I worked with Lincoln Kennedy. I talked to other people. What was great about that unit that you played with and how serious you were, even though you had fun off the field and the focus that you all had to win and play in big games? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Rich Gannon, I think Rich Gannon, the combination of Rich Gannon and Coach Gruden together, along with the other offensive coaches that they had. I didn't realize we had that many coordinators on one team, but uh, <laughs> they were brilliant. They were brilliant. I always tell people I feel like Rich Gannon was was running that offense, uh, the uh, check with me offense, very well before, you know, Peyton Manning kind of got credit for that, calling at the line, uh, changing plays up at the line. We were already doing that. It wasn't wasn't uncommon for us to go to the line with multiple plays that you could run and switch and reverse. It was very difficult to a very difficult offense to pick up. Uh, so you couldn't be a guy who couldn't pick up offenses and play uh, with the Raiders at that time. Very dynamic, uh, very very uh, uh, well executed plays and. We went into games with with game plans that were designed to tear any defense apart. And so you had to be dialed in every week. Uh, even as a practice go-out player, player, you had an integral part of getting that team prepared for that week. And it was it was tough. But, you know, it prepared me for any other team that I played for. It was sad to see what happened to Barrett Robbins. And, you know, yeah. it's someone that you were close to and you knew up front. Can you tell everybody in his prime how great of a player he was? He was the best center I've ever played with in my entire career. Uh, at any point I've ever played football, he was a very tough, very tough uh, and strong guy. I've never seen anybody be able, you know, from a physical aspect, I've never seen anybody been able to be able to handle a 300-pound nose guard at the point of attack by themselves. He didn't need a combo combination block at all. And, and, and all while snapping the ball and able to being able to call plays, very smart and sharp and strong uh, individual, very intelligent. He was a very uh, good friend, and uh, 
yeah, it, it hurt me a lot when I found that out, you know, about him as far as his uh, health condition. Uh, he was a great guy, a uh, great family man, and uh, and a great friend, uh, you know, a great guy to play with. And uh, it's just really sad to see, uh, you know, how the tables turn like that. Chad Slaughter's our guest, and I'll follow up with Mo Collins and the work ethic and the friendship you had with him. Yeah, Big Mo was a good friend as well. I was, I was very saddened by his uh, the sudden passing yeah. of him. He was one of the guys that kind of, took me up under his wing uh, when I got there. I was a couple of years younger than him, so he kind of helped show me the ropes at the same time. He was tough on me, tough on me as well, uh, you know, and uh, he kind of set a, a standard for me to kind of, you know, to follow and, and kind of, you know, break me in as a, um, even though I wasn't a rookie when I, when I got there, uh, I still was one of the youngest guys on the line, and so you know, you know, there's a a, a, a rite of passage, and the guys took me in. You know, they worked the hell out of me, uh, but you know, I loved them for it, and we were a family. And uh, uh, rest in peace, uh, Mo Collins, and uh, yeah, I forever love him. Chad Slaughter, as we wrap it up, what's your greatest personal memory as a Raider player? Oh man. <laughs> My greatest memory, uh, I think one that sticks out to mind is I believe when we played in Kansas City, it may have been on Christmas, and Langston Walker blocked that field goal. I, I believe that was the game, yeah. and we, we beat them. Was that a, a Christmas game, maybe? I believe. And he blocked that field goal. And uh, we had worked so hard, you know, that year, you know, and some of our years after the, the Super Bowl wasn't as good, man, but I've made some friendships that'll never be broken. Uh, we played really hard, and so to go into Kansas City and beat them in Kansas City, and the way it happened at the end, that sticks out in my mind. And uh, it wasn't nothing personally that I did, but it was uh, more so a family thing. And and and, I, and we and we beat them as a team, so I'll I'll never forget that. All right, Chad. Once a Raider, always a Raider. You got your legacy brick. Tell everybody what that means to you. What is your life like being known as a Raider, being recognized as a Raider? What does this organization mean to you today? They mean everything to me. My whole house is black on the inside, including me. But uh, yeah, it, it's um, it's 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 so special. It's a complete honor. Uh, I will forever bleed silver and black just for them to recognize a little old guy like me, uh, uh, figuratively, out of you know Dallas, Texas, and out of small school. Uh, I really appreciate that because they didn't have to do that. They've always been uh, very nice to me and my family, and and they gave me a chance. Uh, and you know, Mr. Mr. Davis uh, believed in me, um, and for that, I'm forever in debt to to the Raiders. And I, and you know, even my son loves my youngest son. He's just as a biggest uh, Raider fan as I am. And so, I will bleed silver and black till I die, and I will forever be a Raider, once a Raider and always a Raider. And I appreciate everything that they've done for me. Wow, I really enjoyed this. I'm happy we could make this happen in the. Raiders alumni department thinks so much of all he is and you have a great story to tell and we'll get you a little bit longer on the team podcast and really do a deep dive in what you're doing now Chad I really appreciate it let's connect out here in Vegas thanks for doing this hey thank you JT appreciate the time thank you thank you for listening to the game plan on the official Raiders podcast network 